Hello, hello. Hello. This is fantastic. This is good. This is very, very good. I like it's got an almost Tatawahe-ish, like in the Keonu, like the long box press, like a Churchill box press like that. I, I like it. And we're talking about the Monte Cristo 1935. Yeah, we're not talking about a Tatawahe. No. no. This is the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary um, to celebrate the anniversary of 1935. It's been a while since it's been that year. Right. It's been... Uh, it's going to be uh, 86. Oh, man. The year 2000 was so easy. Like, 86 You knew years. exactly when every, how long ago everything was. Agreed. Imagine being born in 2000. You'd always know your age. I always know mine because I was born 89, I'd hope like you'd December know your 89. Own. So like whatever year it is, I'm usually that yeah. like plus 10. Yeah, anyone born like the like my sister's 1990. So yeah. it's, per, it's, it's easy. So on the zero. So most, yeah. of, most of 2021, I will be 31. Got it. Except for like the last two weeks. Right. So I'm, I'm right at that border. So every, yeah, every year I'm that plus 10. Okay. Uh, but this is a fantastic Nicaraguan puro, uh, handmade by AJ, but not at his standard uh, tabacalera, AJ Fernandez, which I think is the name of it, actually at his secondary facility, uh, the Sanatano factory, where a lot of current Eric Espinosa cigars, like oh. the ones that are not made in La Zona, are made at the Sanatano factory. Which um, what was the first part? The for what? Huh? Where does he usually have Espinosa? Where does he? L- have? He has his own factory, Lazona. Oh, but I didn't he's know that. partnered with AJ on some. Oh yeah, Lazona is like a big, not, oh, not big, that? but it's like a Nicaragua. It's like da- yeah, downtown Esteli. It's like in the city, which is it's a really cool spot. It's, gotcha. it's Lazona is like a hangout too. Okay. Uh, but for some of the cigars that he's partnered with AJ, I guess they're made in the San Latano factory, AJ's other facility. Is uh, that where the San Latano is made? I would assume, but I don't know. Because it's I like know it's, I think it's one of his newer factories. And San Latano was one of his earlier brands. So I don't know if they switched it there or they just, or they just called named it, that. it after that. Oh, it'd be after the area in Cuba, which Got I think it. is what San Latano was named after. I think that's maybe where he was from, somewhere maybe in the Pinar del Rio region of, uh, of would Cuba. Would you like to go to Cuba? I would because I heard it's a nice time. Like okay. I, I've never heard. I've I've known people who have gone there. I've never heard like, oh, it's like a crazy. Like I have a Bond movie. Like I heard it's like no, it's like going to the DR. It's like all the co- you know cool old cars. They don't forget they still have tourists from like everywhere else in the world. So they Agreed. still need like a nice hotel and like a beach for people to go to. Like British people go there all the time. Would you want to just go because of hype? I would want to go just go to just to see it and also like the kind of secretive nature of like not a lot of people have seen it. Everyone's been to the DR. Everyone's been to Florida. Don't know why. But going so, to Cuba is like it's it's gonna be as fun, but it's also like kind of like a sneaky, like you're being a little sneak. You're not supposed to be there. It's so, like, what would your top three places to go visit right now would be? Like cigar related, or just in my yeah, life. Eh, both. Oh well, I mean cigar related. I want. I mean, wouldn't you want to go there for cigars though? Well, yeah, but also in my for my private life, I, I want to go to the so British Islands. <laughs> like, right. So it's, well, there's one. Um, Cuba would be great in terms of a cigar trip. I would love to see the Chateau Fuente. In the DR. Okay. Um, but you've been to the DR. I've been to the DR, yeah. Okay. I've been to the Tobacco Lair de Garcia factory there. Um, I've been to Nicaragua a bunch of times and I've been to a bunch of factories there. Um, yeah, I want to go back to Italy and I want to go to Germany. But you've been to Italy, so. I've been to Italy, yeah. But I haven't been to all of Italy. I, well, uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, but I want to go to Germany and Austria. Okay. Austria. Dude. Lovely it's just, accent it's you just, have. It's just meats and beers. Like, I know. You know? 
That would be a good it's time. It's beautiful. My grandfather, when he was over there for the for the war, right? He was like, "Oh, I almost didn't want to leave, but you know, I left." <laughs> <laughs> after he uh, after he pulled a luger off of a dead Nazi. <laughs> uh, well, I'm which, my, which we I, we got fixed up. It's nice. Yeah, my my grandfather wanted to leave because he got captured. <laughs> so. Oh, did he? Oh yeah, prisoner Where? of war, Germany. Oh yeah. Was it like? Stalag it was at the 17? end. Like nah, it was at the end. It was so at the like end. He was, he was, was cool. at the end. So, yeah, so yeah. they're, like, oh, they're just, cool. They're like, yeah, we're just gonna babysit yeah, you for a little like, bit. Yeah, just like here, have some yeah, not, No big deal. Yeah, yeah like, no relax. big deal. <laughs> we're, we're gonna keep you inside, not a, out. A friend of mine, a very close friend, whose name I will not say. His grandfather was, you know, born and raised in Italy, and he fought for the Italian army, but on the other side, got captured, came to America, like as like a prisoner, and then just stayed here. And now, I have my friend. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Funny story on top of that. It has nothing to do with the World War, but my buddy's friend, his uh, dad was a um, Russian spy or is a Russian spy, and you'd call him from like burner phones and stuff. Wait, he is still is one? Yeah, I well, think he so. Well, I don't know. Well, but, <laughs> he's a uh, Russian spy? Yeah, I think your, he's a, Your yeah. friend is a Russian, your friend's dad is a Russian spy. Yeah. It's wild. Like he'd call from burner phones and stuff. Maybe you're just having an affair. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm actually a spy for Moscow. Maybe. Uh, it's crazy. That was my dad's job in the FBI. Having affairs? That and uh, <laughs> uh, tracking down Russian spies. He was a, he he was a honeypot. Yep. He was oh, a honeypot. Why? You ever knew that? He told me that. I didn't use that word. That's, why, that's how I got the name Secret Chris, because Anthony and Nick were like, oh, you were an actor, you're this, you're that. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Your dad's in the FBI. Like, I, what else? Who was I? I don't know. Who was I? Yeah. See, <laughs> it was in the, it was in now the that you're time. on your cleanse, your mind is a lot clearer. <laughs> Because of all the toxins. Because all the fat's out of my all, skull. All the nacho like You can see that the cheeks are yeah. not laying down. Yeah, you know? it's like, wait. You just like kind of woke up from like a 40-year <laughs> like food bender. Like, wait, what? Your dad is a spy? Huh? Wow, I didn't know that. Yes. Because yeah. my other friend's dad is a DA agent, or was. Oh, really? Yeah. My brother's a spy. Not bro- really, but kind of. He works at intelligence. Yeah. He, brother he seems hangs like up the smart phone dude. on me all the time when I ask him like work stuff. Like, hey, did you ever read about this paper? Do you guys have anything to do with it? They'd be like, bye. And he just hangs up the phone. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I ever tried to stand up again, I would want to be like, you know, I, I come home and I bitch about my day at work, and my dad's job was literally not trying to get killed by Russian spies. But like, you know what, Chris? Isn't that all our job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, I think in some way that's everyone's job is on a day-to-day, try not to get killed by a Soviet agent. <laughs> do, you, do you think when your dad signed up, they had a Surgeon General warning? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You should ask him. Okay, all right, yeah. The FBI, well, see, no, see, the FBI did it, like, they did, like, domestic spies. Like, what was that movie with, um, it's, it's two famous actors, so I can't remember their name, because they're not, like, it's, like, Ryan Felipe and then the other guy. Um, and it was about that FBI agent, remember the famous case, like, early 2000s, the FBI agent who, like, Turned out he was selling secrets to the Russians for like forty years. I, I don't remember that. Um, no. Oh, it was like a huge. Yeah, it the was like show. a regular like FBI. Like, he wasn't like a double agent. Like he was born in Russia. Wow. He was this super Christian FBI guy, and he was just disillusioned with how the FBI treated him. So like starting in the eighties, he started selling secrets to the Russians, and he got. And one of his name was Robert something. It was a huge news story. Like two thousand and two. He got life in like a supermax, like he's like, oh, a, yeah. like a traitor. I would think so. Um, but they made a movie with Ryan Felipe and the guy, Chris, you know who I'm talking about. Um, he was in The Patriot, and he was also in the first Bourne movie 
he was like the CIA director in the first Bourne movie who like dies at the end. Is like, a movie called Breach? Breach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the uh, other actor? Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Laura Linney. And Laura Linney was in it, yeah. yeah. And it was about how they sent this other FBI agent in as like his assistant. And they're like, yeah, we think that he... We'll we that We got like illegal information that this guy's a spy so we can't... Or that he's a double agent so we can't arrest him because the way we got the info was illegal. So we're going to put you in there and he spies on the guy. It was a... What was the guy's name in real life? The the actual... It was Robert. I want to say it was Robert Stack or something something like that. Robert Hass, uh, Robert Hassan, Hanson. Robert Sorry, Hansen. Robert Hanson. Yeah, and he Chris got Hansen's cousin. Yeah, yeah, they're related. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he got. He was. He was a double agent. He was like. He would like leave information like under a bridge in like Virginia, <laughs> and they got him. They got him. All right. You yeah. gave me enough to work with. I literally just typed in spy movie Ryan Felipe, and it popped up. I'm sure that was his only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he like the? Isn't he the uh, main character in the Shooter TV series? Which yeah. I've heard is not good. Uh, no. That movie's so good. That movie the movie was so yeah. good. It's one of those movies. Like, Hold on. It's, it's like Pacific Rim. It's like you go what, in like this no, It's going to be like something what else. What's his name in the movie? John, not, was it uh, John uh, Bob, Lee, uh, uh, Bob Lee Swagger. Bob Lee Swagger. Yeah, Bob Lee Swagger. Um, Swagger was in his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to bring up something later, but let's get back to the cigar. All right, wait, no. What, what are we going to bring up later? I want to no, know now. Because this is, this is going to be a very long, drawn-out okay. conversation. Well, and I don't want to... I want to get back onto the cigar. A little bit about... My, I, I figured we'd talk a little bit about Monte Cristo today, because it's a very well-known brand. It's the, probably the... Along with Cohiba, the most known brand. Everyone's dad, everyone's dad and grandfather, had a Cuban Monte Cristo box in the garage with nuts and bolts and various other tools. I have no. seen... So like the you really never had a your dad or my dad barely I mean my grand my not, grandfather not smoke like not like no 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 I, smoke. I I know that but yeah. they never no oh I all of my grandparents and none of them smoked anything always had like some old Monte you know. Cristo like a yellow Monte Cristo cigar box as like it would hold nuts it would hold screwdrivers yeah coffee can so when quick deviation when my grandfather <laughs> was a bad hoarder like bad we, we went into his house in Queens every Sunday for a year to clean stuff out and after that it still took us two dumpsters a dump truck and a storage unit yeah it I was insane numbers like that but as we were going through we would find like a relatively new jar of like nuts and bolts and screws and everything and then as we kind of got down the pile we would find another jar with identical nuts and bolts and screws but this one was probably from like the early 90s and then we would go down and we found an identical jar of nuts and bolts and screws probably from like the mid 80s so he would like lose them and then just start collecting them again. And we found one with like nuts and bolts from like 1942, like at the bottom of the pile. He's a big nuts and bolts guy. He was just a cool, you know, he, he was a good like handyman. Like he could fix something, rel- you know, relatively easily, but he was just insane. My grandfather was a nut job. We found 12 different parts of a vacuum that he was going to combine into like some super vacuum. He's like, oh, I got the hose from this one and then this p- coffee pot. Sounds like Anthony some kind and your grandfather would get, to get together. Say it again? Your Anthony and your grandfather would get together and have great ideas. Oh, yeah. They would just, they would just make just a, don't a tell ton nobody. of money. Don't like, tell I'm going to make a business. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> no, you can't tell. Don't tell anyone about Kelsey. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Monte Cristo, definitely. I mean, because it's also the, the word Monte Cristo. So many other cigar companies, Cohiba, Ramoniones, uh, you know, whatever, Hoya de Monterey, they're all very much just synonymous with something in the cigar culture or the region they're from. And do you Mon- think do you think that's the reason because people just know the book and know 
That, well, the, the book is where it got its name. Right. But what, what I'm saying is you think it's so popular because people know the book and they're like, well, when they see the book, they're kind of like put two and two together. Yeah, but like co- I want to say in worldwide like notoriety, Cohiba is on a similar level of notoriety. Agreed. And it's and Cohiba, I believe, is a Taino word, which is a native um, indigenous people from Cuba. Right. T-A-I-N-O. Um, the Taino, and I think it was their word for either cigar or for smoke or tobacco. It was like th- that's what Cohiba means. Some right. it's an indigenous word. But I didn't I didn't know like Partagas was a Cuban brand. I didn't know that yeah. until we started doing yeah, the Cuban series. I didn't I didn't know any of that. Yeah, a lot of the bigger ones right now, like think of almost anything really general Altadis, like their bigger bigger brands are most likely Cuban heritage brands. Hoy de Monterey, even San Cristobal. Right. Um, Ramon Iones, Romeo Julieta, Monte Cristo, Cohiba, um, Partigas, or Partagas. Um, they're Ramon, yeah, I said Ramon Iones already. Uh, Bolivar, like they're all. Oh, really? Oh, Bolivar. The Bolivar Bellicoso Fino is, is like one of the best Cuban cigars out there. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, obviously there's the Count of Monte Cristo, a riveting revenge tale written by Alexander Dumas, who also wrote The Three Musketeers. And also runs the paint. Oh, that's Dupont. Okay, that's the uh, that's wrestling S- guy. That's the yeah. Also, St. Dupont. Also, also a killer. Yeah, okay. from uh, Foxcatcher. That's that's a, that was a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Steve Carell. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew that the who guy knew? from Anchorman <laughs> was going to win Oscars? <laughs> what is everybody like? <laughs> so the Count of Monte Cristo. Also, a very good Jim Caviezel vehicle from like 2004. Very good movie. Uh, Guy Pierce is in it, and then some lady. I think it was actually it was Richard Harris's last movie. Uh, Richard Harris, for those of you who don't know, played Dumbledore in the first two Harry Potters, and he played the Emperor in Gladiator, and he also sang MacArthur Park. You know the song MacArthur, MacArthur Park is melting. All right, let's okay. move it on. <laughs> you, you, you guys are filmmakers. You got to know Richard Harris. No, no I, I know who you're talking about. I didn't know he sang Dumbledore. Right. He played Dumbledore. You got to understand something, Nick. When you say f- <laughs> I'm a film major, I was a film major back in 2003. Yeah, when Harry Potter came out. Yeah, who was, watched Harry Potter? Did you watch Gladiator? I know you watch Gladiator. Yeah, I, I like know that. you watch Gladiator weekly. Uh, no. You don't like I actually Gladiator? didn't like it. Okay. Chris. But Swap seats. this will say is that I need to go back to that movie because it was during that time where I was just like, what the hell is going on? I don't, you know, we're, let's move on. Richard Harris's son is also a very famous actor now. He was in Mad Men. He was in the second Sherlock Holmes movie. And this is also a J.R. Cigars, you know, podcast, not yeah. a movie podcast. Anyway, <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo, very good, 2004, 2005 film. <laughs> So before the days of radio, I mean, radio was around. There was definitely no television, especially, you know, in Cuba at this time. Um, the torcedores, who were the cigar rollers, you know, there would be, you know, 100, 200, roll, however many rollers on the floor. And they would have what's known as a lector or a speaker. Think of a lecture or, you know, uh, Latin word. Um, they would have a lector and they would come and they would read, you know, the great classic novels to the rollers during the workday as they were right. rolling. Instead of having a radio or playing music. They would come read the classic novels. They would read Shakespeare. They would read uh, Chaucer, like whoever, like the, these great famous novels. Wow. Rookie so mistake. it was by reading the Count of Monte Cristo that that's what they named this cigar. It was in the Particulares factory, I want to say. Uh, it was a, the a very small other Cuban brands were made there. So don't forget, at this time, 1935, you have major players already. Romeo's around. 
who you don't want to raise around. Now, is this, 19, is this 1935 in the States or 1935 in Cuba? 1935 in Cuba. Okay. Monte Cristo, in terms of Cuban, the two biggest Cuban brands, Monte Cristo and Cohiba, are the newest, realistically. Um, okay. Because Cohiba didn't come until the 1960s. Wow. Yeah, it was. That was. Why did it make such a big name? Is it because of Castro? So yeah, Castro met like a guy, like a security, one of his security guards, gave him a cigar one day. He's like, "Oh, try this." He's right. like, "Oh, I really like this." He's like, "Oh, this this old man or like in my this guy in my village like rolls him at his like a little thing," and Castro goes there and he was very impressed. And um, it's a very famous factory now, uh, not Lagunitas, but something with an L. Uh, and great beer, Castro. I know you like it. Was very impressed, and so he made this guy like his official cigar roller. Like you're going to make gotcha. cigars for me, and then he would hand them out on occasion to like very like heads of state, obviously not American, but other heads of state when they would visit Cuba. And then it kind of like it, then it turned into Cohiba, like the actual brand. But, gotcha. Okay. And he it was also arguably the start of the Lancero size. Apparently, was like the Cohiba Lancero made for Fidel Castro was like the first very big Lancero. That's the that's the story anyway. Okay. Hmm. So, it wasn't until, obviously, post-embargo, several years later, that the Monte Cristo that, that kind of we know of was brought into existence. Several of the f- factory owners and the blenders, you know, they all left in what I call, like, the Cuban cigar diaspora. They all, like, because everything was going to come under government control. So, they took their ideas, and they took some seeds, and they, you know, went to the Canary Islands. They went to Jamaica. Um, a few of them went to Nicaragua at that time, but then a lot of them initially settled in the DR. That's why a lot of uh, the DR in Honduras, which is why a majority of the original brands of these heritage lines, Monte Cristos, Romeos, El Reyes, Hoyos, they're all typically, even the Cohiba ones are all typically from Honduras and or the DR. Yeah. Now we're seeing Nicaragua playing a big part. Right. Obviously, in this form through AJ, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the next five years, AUSA builds a, a little facility in Nicaragua. I mean, unless they're cool just right. using other people. But Well, and that's where it comes down to as well is um, that this blend that we're smoking right now is not, would you say, Cuban-esque at all? It's yes, but it's not. It's a little darker in its flavor. Right. It's like richer. It's a little richer than a typical than what I, the experiences I've had. Um, I think there's only like two Cuban Maduros out there, and one of them's a Cohiba. They're very rare. They don't usually make them. We'll see. There, there's rumors that they're the Cuban market is starting to get a little more influence from what they see. The other you would think what, what's called rest of world or new world um, is doing. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. I, I doubt they're ever going to go in the direction of like a foundation or a Dumbarton and start right. doing like a cool thing yeah, yeah, yeah. or like a cool packaging. That's not their... I mean, even though they kind of do with a humidor is a special... Yeah, but know, I'm limited. talking about like, like, At, a, like a regular fun... Di- regular edition. So, yeah, right. like a like a, a fun like Tatawahe kind of thing or anything like that. Now, can you get into a little bit to explain to everybody how this whole... There's a Monte Cristo in Cuba... No, there's a Monte Cristo in the States, correct? So from what I understand, and I'm going to say this. Don't quote you on it. And before you put this out, let me just tell you I can say this, because this is from what I know. I think it's public record that there is um, an arrangement or, or at least a legal understanding that right now it's fine, 
but any Dominican or Nicaraguan, any Altadis Cuban heritage brand cannot be sold outside of the U.S. So, like, this cannot be sold Correct. in England. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, so they I, their I market think, is everything out of the United yeah, States. Yeah, and I, I think it's like, all right, because we can't come in the U.S., fine, but, like, we don't want you selling, like, Monte Cristo white in Asia. Right. Um, and that's a reason why, I mean, besides it being a very good cigar, why Vega Fina is such a big hit in Europe because it's that classic Monte Cristo Romeo style that we all know, but it's like one of the only cigars out there that has that. Well, from out to, for at least out from out but it was one of the first really ever. I mean, it's it, it's tough for these guys to to sell in Europe because taxes are crazy. Cigars are right. very expensive in Europe, so it's tough to kind of get any kind of foothold. Um, but by the time Vega Fina, it didn't really make a big splash in the U.S. because it was kind of a standard, like, all right, we've had this with the Monty White. We've had this with the Romeo Deserve Real. Like, what is It's not anything new or special. But it's it was, like, the only Altidus product like that in Europe. And I want to say behind Cubans, it's, like, the biggest selling cigar in Spain and France right. is the Vega Fina. Right. So... They have like there's like an understand. I, I don't know if it's an understanding like a gentleman's agreement or if it's like legal. I'm it's sure like, it's legal. Yeah. legally. But now Cohiba is a different story. I don't know all the ins and outs about that, but there has been a constant legal battle I know between General and between the Cuban government about using the Cohiba name. So I don't know. It, it, it goes back and forth with that. Right. Uh, so in 1935 they started in Cuba. Then in this in around the 50s 60s they. Guys started going in the DR around. I want to. I want to say Monte Cristo probably started popping. I mean, I know it became popular like '80s and '90s. I think. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the time. Oh, let me see if it's on that Wikipedia page that I found. Because then Altidus comes in and purchases it. Yeah. Um, and that's where I start questioning. Is like so Romeo was oh, yeah. its own. So Menendez and Garcia, who were like the kind of owners of it at the time in Cuba, when they left, they first went to the Canary Islands, but were later forced to quit. Due to trademark disputes with Cuba Tobacco, which is Habanos SA, which is like the government right. front company for that. And in the mid-70s, they moved to La Romana, which is where they are now. And then when did out to this? Well, that's that's the factory. La Romana, the right. factory in La Romana is Tobacco Laredo Garcia. Uh, so correct, right. But then oh, and then when, when Altidus bought them, that's, that, that's just business. But in terms of the Monte Cristo brand right. since the 1970s, Altidus just, probably, I think Altidus bought them in like early, early 2000s or something like that. Really? Yeah, it was a weird thing. It was like Altidus and then another company, and then they, they merged and, and then did this, and then Imperial bought them. It was a lot of like just a lot of takeovers. Pieces. Yeah, stuff like pieces. that. Gotcha. Hmm. This cigar is tasty. It really is. You know what it reminds me of? The Lustrum. I mean, it is AJ, so. Right. I'm I'm getting, and I don't know if it's just visually, because, I don't know, visually it looks like it. I'm getting a very nice Tatuaje vibe. Okay. Another legal thing, which is definitely public record, there was a big legal issue between Monte Cristo and Tatuaje when they first released because of this. The band? Look at the symbol on the in the black. Oh. The fleur de lis. If you notice, all kind of original Tatuajes, the Tatuaje Havana Sixes and stuff like that. The seri- I think they have a Series D. It's called have that, and no new Tatuajes have that. 
and because there was a legal dispute with it where they said, like, all right, all your lines that have it now can keep it, but right. anything going forward, you cannot put it on there. I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Because it's the Monte Cristo logo. I mean, it's right in the I, center. Right. So, but I think that they became an agreement because it's, it's basically like if you put a cross on something. The Fleur de Lis, I think, is kind of like public domain at this point. It's not like, like a specific design that Monte Cristo created. Right. So I think they were like, all right, you know, legally we kind of have a foothold, but it's iffy, so we'll let you use it on your lines you've already created, but you can't use it on any new lines going forward. And then they should. Apparently the relationship is fine because Pete Johnson worked with them on the Henry Clay tattoo a couple right. years ago. So speaking of Tatawahe, Half Wheels 2 list came out after our podcast Correct. from last week. And Ran they were away interesting. With it. They were very interesting. Here's the thing. I, I'm not going to give half-wheel crap like I did to CA last week because at the end of the day, half-wheel smoked a ton of stuff and then just in their ranking system because that's how they do it. I think how CA does it is like they rate stuff and then I think when it comes down to for time for the top 25, then they kind of do a bunch of blind tastings and then figure it out. For half-wheel, I'm pretty sure what they do is as they review stuff – over the year, it's just like whatever got the highest number right. from, from throughout the year, which I think is a fair way to do it because it gives cigars that came out in like January a fair shake because people might not really remember that it came out. So it kind of gives, you know, kind of shakes out nicely. Um, the one thing I will say, though, is they are so, I guess not, I'm not going to say not political, but they are so only about what they smoke, which you got to respect. Right. But I think out of the 25 cigars on the list, like most of them came from like only four factories. I think they had four Tatawahes on there. They had a bunch of stuff from my father. They had two Dunbartons. They had two from Crown Heads. Um, it's like, listen, it's definitely their palate. And I got to get, I, I'm giving them props. Yeah, for but their like, palate's also a little bit more from one side to the other it's not like where we talked about CAs where it seemed like it was the same flavor profile it just with CA it just seems like something fishy is going on like I got you. you know whereas this one it's like they're all relatively new yep I still think they all, they all might, except for, eh, they all might be brand new at, at least new sizes gotta try that Warzone out yes uh, the La Volcano from LFD I think Oh, yeah. They, see, they have two numero... That's the thing. Is they have two numero unos on here. That's what gets me a little bit like, okay. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah, because I'm seeing one here at number... Or is this the consent? Oh, I might be on the consensus. Am I on the consensus no. or am I on the list? Nope, you're on the list. Oh, I'm on the list. Yeah, they have... Uh, number six, six and, like and like number 15. Tw- 15. Aladino, which I've always wanted to try. I got to start smoking those. The Fonseca, the, a couple that we had as well. But yeah, and, and they give props higher. to like not as well known like uh, Daughters of the Wind. I've seen quite a few times on Half Wheel. I haven't had the pleasure of smoking it yet, but they they're yeah. It's just I I would think that if I wouldn't think two cigars of different sizes, but the same cigar would would make a list. I, I kind of think you would evaluate. All right, we smoked all the cigars in this line. This is the best size that we all like. It's like, this is going to make our list. But you, 
to each its own. They they handle the big like their decision making is is I'm on board with. So like whatever the results are, like those are in my mind. Okay, I might not like kind of how you handle it, but I respect you in 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 doing that because if you're really thinking that these two are better, okay. Well, then, um, it, then but it makes it's it's still it's newer, more diverse stuff. So I just right. I know that it's not. And then it makes me wonder. Like Kintsugi was on CAs, right? Dojo. Dojos. Okay. So you can see that like the Camacho um, Distillery Edition got a ninety-one, where Kintsugi got a ninety-one this week, which was awesome to yeah, see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they, they, so I guess that, they would have been on the list. Yeah. I'm still so mad at those boys. Why? For releasing that so late. Oh well. It could have it could it could have made our list. A lot of a lot of different things could have been on our list yeah. because everything would have been released in Vegas. Yeah. It, I'm it, very it interested it, to see how this year plays out. Me too. Because it not that everything is going to go away. I th- I think the world has changed at least in some fashion forever. But I think like by the fall there'll be a lot more of a return to normalcy because like enough people will have the vaccine and everyone will be early, excuse me, early summer, <clears throat> you know, like, because I think they're going to have it in June this year. That's like right at the cusp of like, yeah, a lot of I people are going to be vaccinated, I, but like enough. I think the summer would have been actually a better idea because it's just hot out. I but think, well, I think they're going to, I think, I think they're still planning. I haven't heard them cancel it yet. No. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Do you know what the date is for that? I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I honestly didn't pay attention to it until I was because like, I, I figured it's going to be moved again. Everything's being moved. Um, I would like it to go. I would go. Right. Especially if I was if I was. I mean, I'm good for the next few months now. Got those antibodies. But if I'm vaccinated, I would feel comfortable going. Anthony bodies. Yeah, Anthony bodies. Oh, okay. Shh, don't tell anyone. Uh, I won't. Gotta keep it a secret. Nope. Because uh, everyone in my family is, is that I care about is vaccinated now. <laughs> well, everyone that like I'm worried about, like my parents got it. Uh, now I know how you feel about me. My family, I said. Uh, what would I care about? <laughs> no, I meant like people that I would be worried that if, first of all, you would be coming with me. Anyone I would be worried about if I came back and got it and gave it to this person, like, oh, now I'm worried about my, my parent. But like, they're fine. Right. And so like, I don't care if I got a hat already and I beat it. Got beat it. it back with a stick. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so we'll see. I would, I would like it to be on. I would like to go, but it I would be great if it like it was on, but they're like, all right, we're just going to take it more chill this year and maybe like reduce numbers a little bit. Cause I would like it to be, how do you do that? Because it's, if you look at the, make it more expensive, trade show, <laughs> look at the trade show. It's all brick and mortar people. So like you're going to just, I want a trade show just for us. <laughs> I want a whole venue of manufacturers there. that just me and you with a camera. Really, what it should come down to is you should tell them all to bring their new stuff to uh, Smoking Carolinas if, if it happens. That's the other thing. That would be our trade show. We should do like a, like, a, like a faux trade show. That's what we call it, the faux trade show. So going to what I would say and what a lot of people are saying is the most, would you say, influential or important top 25? I wouldn't say, not to disrespect you, I wouldn't say no, it's I, either of those things in terms okay. of like mass You're better like with the words. people <laughs> listening to it and like this is what I should listen to. I think it's the most ingenious and the most Good. fair way to get a grasp of the industry. So then it should be the most it important It should be, list. but it's not. CA, unfortunately, is but, the most influential just because, listen, really, not to, 
they have done a lot for this industry, CA. Like, they are responsible for the cigar boom and turning into this classy, luxurious thing. But in terms of what should be influential in, in driving people to a, or, or just informing people, I think the consensus is the best because it gives an overall look of what several experts with several different flavor profiles and preferences and loyalties, an overall view of what they think were some of the best cigars this year. And like I said last week, you got to give it to Half Wheel for doing this because a lot of times they have to bite their tongue. Right. And a cigar that they gave a 79 to shows up in the consensus and they have to give it they have to Absolutely. give it the credence. And that's where I think it should be the most important influential yeah. list. So you you, you got to I got to give it to him. And you know what? Makes I also got to give it to him because what number 1 was. Right. Well, you know what makes me laugh about this list? Hmm. It's if you kind of compare apples to oranges, I'd say more. It's kind of like our list. In terms if of the look, brands used, in, t- in yeah. terms of the brands and in terms of the like flavor profile and the wrappers that are being used and and all that actually, Mil, Mil Diaz got the exact same. That's what I'm saying. Like rating like as ours. We had number one two years ago with the Tricky Trot, mm-hmm. huh? and then of course we couldn't have the Year of the Rat because well, yeah, a, a lot of these cigars have but, made our list. But like the Hoya de Nicaragua, we had the Antonio Connecticut up there on the list uh, the year two years ago. Uh, the Silver Mesa Brulee we had. I think, or at least a Dunbarton at four or three, again. So I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to look through this really quick. But looking at this list, I feel that we're pretty close. On the consensus, one. And I, and that two, HVC hot cake, I got to try that because that looks delicious. There are three Dunbarton cigars on right. a consensus. Yep. Meaning that out there in the ether of cigar reviewers and whomever. Ether. In the ether. Okay. Three Dunbarton cigars ranked near the top. The Tricky Traco was number one, must have been number one on a lot of people's lists or at least close to it. And that's what pisses me off about CA. Right. That is like, this is being ranked by the, the other best and brightest minds in the industry as a top tier contender. And you'd not... Not even you're not even reviewing that, but right. I don't want to go down that road again. No. Um, but I like what I see here. Uh, it is, I will say, with the exception of like Camacho, maybe the Davidoff, it is a lot of smaller brands, and I think that there is a tendency to kind of go on the other side. Now, there is a tendency for a lot of reviewers, uh, like kind of small reviewers, to give more attention to the smaller brands, which, which you know, I'm all about. Um, you don't really see a a Monty or a Romeo really popping up on, on the consensus. But you like you saw the Reserva Real in Nicaragua like kind of yeah. sparkled, sparkled through different different lists. Um I guess you can consider the pledge. There's a Drew Estate on here, but it's like the most limited Drew Estate. Right. Uh that I'm I've never tried because I gotta get them to send me some. <laughs> um there's a you know a bunch of Hoyas on here. And then TAAs we can't TAAs we, don't TAAs we can't do. This Viva La Vida I've smoked before from AJ, and it's really good. Those are from the uh, the same guys that used to own Cigar Inn. Made that with AJ. Uh, and there's an Aganorsa on here. My Father, Sin Compromiso, The Pledge. I'm actually surprised The Pledge was 11. I, got, I, wanna, I would be interested to see what publications they use, because on two of the majorest publications, which is Dojo and CA, The Pledge was ranked number one. So the fact that it's ranked number 11 on here, I'm curious to see how many different publications they went through 
to kind of I'm drive the ranking down. And I'm also yeah, I'm wondering if they even had it on their list. Like did, did they? Did, did, I'm actually did curious. Bl- did Blind Man's Puff and Coop? Did they even have the budget? I don't on remember. There? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't memorize them. I just I remember Coop's list being very diverse, which I enjoyed. I like that it was like kind of all over the place in a good way. Right. A lot of brands you really wouldn't think. Did the pledge make? Mm, I don't think it did. No, the pledge didn't even make uh, Half Wheel's top twenty-five. Right. I don't think they they probably didn't even have time to review it. To be honest. I agree. It's it's. Wild to me that there's some cigars that have been out for two months, and then there's some cigars like Tricky Traka that's been out for over a year, and now it's getting on there. Uh, I think Tricky Traka made it last. This was actually though, and it was it was like kind not of a, not, not an insight. It's an outward inside joke that like no company has made the consensus more than Dumbarton, but they have always failed to get the number one spot. But they have right. gotten like they'll get like two, four, and five one year, and then like three and four the next year. This was the first year they actually made it to number one, so like Steve celebrated on his Facebook. Of course, not, not that he cares. Like you know, he cares. No, he cares. Bit. No, I mean, if did you read that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, he cares, but you know, at the same time, it's it's. I think because how he explained it and how this list is done, he you should care about this list. Yeah, because it's everybody. Because yeah, because it's a general overview. I, you know, individuals are one thing, but a general overview. They should do. This yeah, Tricky Traka got five last year. This is going to sound really mean, but imagine if they did like an anti-consensus where they went around and like, all right, what cigar was wor- like rated badly by like a bunch of reviewers? That'd be terrible. I know. <laughs> I, it, I already know the brand it would be, and I'm not going to say it on camera. So last year's they had uh, Placencia Amadel Fuego, which was brand That's new. a really good cigar. And then Sin Compromiso was two. Viva La Vida was three. The Katsu Lunchroom was four. And then Tricky Chaco was five. But that, that, that list, list really this, good. you know, La Creme was on there. La Creme is so underrated by them, but I think they're having trouble making it now because of the broadleaf shortage. Right. But I, I believe from what we do as a top 25, we're pretty damn close. The only thing you can say about us is that because we're a retailer, we can really only review cigars that we sell. And true. a lot of cigars that make these lists, including TAAs, including very limited editions or store onlys, we don't review. Um, maybe next year we can do like a top – well, maybe we, you know, we'll go out there and explore do like a top five of cigars that we don't sell just, just so people can kind of like, hey, you know, we, we still know what we're talking about. Unfortunately, right. we don't sell these. Because I've heard rave review. Aladino made so many different people's lists, and it's considered one of the best Honduran cigars out there. I'd love to. I'd love to, for us to, to get our hands on some of those. Yeah. See what's going on. Unfortunately, you know, like we we try to smoke as much as possible, but with the amount of cigars we do carry and all the content and the reviews and everything we have to do, it's hard for me to have the time to go and smoke something that's like not. Work, and it's also you know for us to get it is yeah. pretty hard to get too. People so. get very intimidated when I walk into a cigar shop. They're like, whoa. Dude. Whoa, dude. They closed down. I get they, special treatment. They closed it? There's usually potato the chips thing? in the back. They get a special wow. special jar of chips. Mm, yeah, just it a co- jar. It comes, it comes in a jar. Wow. Yeah. Mason? Uh, I don't know his name. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give me a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Nothing better. like choking after your own joke. Saliva <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> went right down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> So anyway, what was that thing you were going to say before? Oh, so talking about really good movies, have you seen any of the God, new Godzilla movies? 
No, I heard the the one with uh, Brian Cranston was was good. It's great. All of them are great. Because so we had this discussion. I sent Chris the new Kong versus Godzilla mo- movie trailer. You I don't even yet. know who to root for. Like, who's the good guy? In that? Well, so apparently Godzilla was helping all the people like fight in the last one, the the Godzilla King of Monsters or whatever yeah. it was called. Oh yeah, I guess like Mothra. Because so really, it was the first one was the first Godzilla. Then it was Kong Skull Island with Blake Lively. <laughs> looking great uh third one i love my wife third one is um the godzilla king of monster and now it's going to be kong versus godzilla so what interesting to me about the kong one is is that there's more of a backstory about this little girl like who has you know whatever like is friends with kong it's like whatever I, i roll my eyes chris i know it's a little crazy but the goddamn scenes and the fight scenes are going to be so badass. I can't wait. And I'm really, really hoping that I get my movie room done. So when that movie comes out, because I have HBO Max, we'll watch it in my movie room. Or you can rent out a whole movie theater for about $90 why would I, right now. Why would I rent it out if I have my own house? I don't know. You, you look at how many people do you what want to come over? And, how many people can you fit in your movie room? Oh, as many people as I want, but who says I'm inviting all these people? I'm not, I don't have that many Is it going to be digitally remastered in THX? Uh, sure. <laughs> but no, I'll have a six-foot projector screen. Soundbar? Uh, oh, I'll surround sound, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You got me there. What kind of, what kind of seating are we talking about? Couches and one recliner. What kind as of food is kind of going to be at this joint? Uh, I have a beverage fridge that's going to be up there. Black and tans? Oh, f- Yeah. JBB isn't going to be in there slinging some kind of like Miami no, microwave dinners. No, no she's not. Right? You're not. You're, there's going to be no button to call her up there to get <laughs> you whatever you want to eat. This Miami so. microwave. Well, what, what, what was it like the Miami diet or the, the Miami beach diet? What was it called? <laughs> South Beach diet. Some kind of fucking, only Miami. Only some kind Miami of Florida bullshit. Whatever it was. Um, no, I, I would definitely do that. I haven't seen like a high quality projector in a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. Why? Uh, make sure I get the right one. Have There's so got, many out there. You, you, but you can hook up, you, like you can hook up your Xbox and your cable yeah, box. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hook up my uh, PlayStation Fire. Dolby stuff. Cinema surround sound at AMC. Yeah, that's uh, next right. level. Right. That would be the only. T- that would be the only theater I would see Kong and. Well, well, that's, I don't want to pay, so yeah. I, I guess that's well. That's the thing. Like those type of movies. Like so, how I rate wanting to go see the movie in movie theaters how is, good it's is sound. how epic like the fight scenes and how loud I want it to be. Yeah, like I, I, like, I'm not gonna want to see No Country for Old Men in a movie theater. Yeah, I, I wouldn't really want to go see like the King's Speech. In, I like right. that movie, but I wouldn't want. I wouldn't go to the theater. Right, right. like Saving Private the, Ryan. I go to. The, I saw it in, in theaters right. twice. Wow. I was seven. My parents you love this story. I, it's the best story. I you need to see it. the boys on the big screen with the boys sound. Cool. Yeah. But not. I don't know, man. I, Kong is too big in the trailer. That's what she said. You would <laughs> in the trailer. You would Ex- think that... Yeah, in the trailer. Well, to finish up... What do you think? I think it's very, very good. Nice and rich. Some dark fruit notes in there. Very yep. delicious. Uh, a great cigar to celebrate. Because uh, a very unusual Monte Cristo blend great. that I think is a perfect punctuation mark on this long... Like, not, not like it's ending, but right. a great transition into a new era for the Monte Cristo brand. And, of course, their partnership with uh, AJ Fernando. A solid AJ blend, too. No, like, it's AJ great. Just and I, that's why also I will give Half Wheel another two cents on the factory of the year given the AJ. I yeah. definitely deserves it. Very confused the, on their company of the year, but, but it's a whole other thing. Yeah, I, I don't know how you would write that, but it was very well, weird that they did that, but okay. But I I would say this is definitely more to the full side. Oh yeah, medium to full <clears throat> at, at minimum. 
And then, uh, definitely has has moments where like you get kind of a, a very intense, but still balanced, right. you know, puff. But overall, very nice nuances, very good flavor transition. Um, construction was very good. I oh, mean, yeah. it's a thinner, not thinner, but it's a it's a slightly more slender, longer box press. I wasn't expecting a, the a super long ash, but it's solid. You know. Yeah, but the burn line all the way through. Yeah, burn line is great. I haven't really had to fix this at all. This nope. is, it's doing its job. Very, very uh, well it's done. It's delicious. So Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary available at jrcigars.com. Guys, pay attention in the coming weeks. Our 50th anniversary celebration is about to be underway, and we have so much awesome stuff, cigars, accessories, contests, uh, virtual party, like everything you can think of for an anniversary, we're doing it this year. So within the next few weeks, you're going to see the announcement of our first release, and then uh, it's going to be all uphill from there. So make sure you guys are paying attention and uh, looking out. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, guys.